be the uh, hour of power. We will uh, race through this, as we always do. Lots to get to. The Baylor Lady Bears, they're, uh, they're in action. And that, uh, that game begins this evening, 6 o'clock, ESPN2. They're going to play the Virginia Tech Hokies on the call for us. Bruce Geetson, Bruce and Maggie. Uh, Bruce will be on with us today at 140, all right? And uh, Bruce uh, does a good job and, and uh, loves Baylor and all those good things. So we'll get Bruce's take and kind of get the lay of the land in San Antonio. And uh, it has uh, – Stephen, I, I, I think – and well, was lo- welcome Stephen Simcox onto the air today, the uh, producer-slash-on-air savant of the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Stephen, I hope you're functioning well today. I hope you're ready for all this. I hope you're ready for Lady Bears basketball. This is two versus seven Lady Hokies. Stephen, this is where it gets – I mean, this is not a bad ACC team. This is where the women have to kind of bear down, so to speak, and uh, and, and I, I don't – there will not be any chippies the rest of the way. They got that one out of the way against Jackson State. Now it's time – to hunker down and play. And uh, this will be interesting to see, you know, how they do as they continue to be in that <clears throat> San Antonio bubble. And um, I, I, <clears throat> I like where they're playing. Stephen, have you seen this? The Greehy, the Greehy um, uh, Arena there on the St. Mary's campus. <clears throat> I, I, I feel like this is a venue the two of us would enjoy. A smaller venue. You might have heard, Stephen, some of the – some of the facilities, <clears throat> in comparison between the men and the women, haven't been all that great. The NCAA has struggled a bit. I just sent you something from Jay Billis. Jay Billis loves to go after, out of the, after the NCAA. And, uh, again, a failure of leadership, Stephen. But I do think you and I would love a that atmosphere at Greehy Arena Right there at uh, the, right there on the St. Mary's campus. Does that feel like a place you and I could really post up and enjoy some basketball? That does sound like a great location and great place to be. Uh, and yeah, should be a good matchup tonight. Virginia Tech has a good post player, Elizabeth Kitley, six five. She's averaging eighteen points a game. So um, you know, obviously, she'll be matched up with Melissa Smith and Queen Egbo. It should be fun and. Uh, as you said, their ACC team has some good players around her as well. I think the Lady Bears will um, definitely be you know, more than up for the challenge. But that will be a good one tonight. And uh, it is cool, even though it's kind of in different venues and there's limited attendance, that it's happening right down the road there in, uh, in San Antonio, Texas. All right, Stephen. Uh, let's, we, at some point, we've got to just – I mean, it's just a, a short drive for us. we got to we got to well, – at some point, we'll bandwagon this thing. And, and infiltrate that bubble, and we'll be right there for maybe the uh, Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. Lady Bears are going to keep marching. I really feel a, a big, uh, a, a, you know, something coming from them, and I think it's going to be really fun. It will be good to talk to Bruce Geetson at 140. He'll be on the play-by-play call in 92.9 Shooter FM. You'll be able to hear that. So that'll be uh, that'll be good. We had uh, Moon Urson on the other day, and then she went out and scored 24. Stephen, I wouldn't. I don't want to take credit for that, but I, I'm just saying it It did happen. She was on with us. Then they got out of quarantine, and she went and scored 24 in the first round. So I think it's something worth pointing out. It's Mosley and Simcox. We'll be with you until 2 o'clock when uh, 
John Morris comes on with us. Um, I, I, Stephen, I'm embarrassed for the Big Twelve uh, men. The uh, uh, actually the Big Twelve women doing okay. I saw the University of Texas. Their coach was upset because apparently somebody called their their big time player uh, Collier uh, overrated. They had an overrated chant that came back, and he was very mad about that. But uh, Texas did win the game by about 20, so good for them. They moved on. But in the men's bracket, the Big 12 decided just to, hey, guys, we're done. We're all going to check out early. And West Virginia the other day couldn't solve that Syracuse zone. Texas couldn't solve the the acapella youngsters from ACU, Abilene Christian. They got bounced, and that started a domino effect. And it hit everybody. You're not going to get mad at Oklahoma for losing to Gonzaga. That game started the other day. I thought Oklahoma hung in there and played very hard. They didn't have Davion Harmon. I thought that was a tough thing for them. He could have helped them. I thought they hung in there and fought. The NCAA committee just said to Gonzaga, you know what, you hadn't played anybody the whole season. Let's keep that going. Let's provide you a bracket that gets you to the Final Four with basically no opposition. And I'm sorry. I mean, the Sooners are – I love the Sooners – I uh, like Lon Kruger as a coach, but that's not a great team. That's not They were number seven seed in the Big 12. So let's not act like that was a huge, tough matchup uh, for, I mean, that was like, they were eight or nine seed. That was not a tough matchup for Gonzaga. The committee basically said, Gonzaga, we're just going to let you, you know, sprint to the finish here. But, but listen, it's embarrassing for these two and three seeds, or these three seeds, I should say, to go out and play like they did. I get it. Kansas has had some issues. Jalen Wilson just came back from COVID protocol. McCormick was trying to get his feet back under him. He did play in that previous game. But last night, they just got lit up. The Kansas Jayhawks just go out there and just get, I mean, obliterated. I mean, it was an embarrassment uh, to the Big 12, to the state of Kansas, to the great state of Kansas. Uh, And, you know... Obviously, Bill Self is going to have to start cheating again because that was a mess. And you go out there and get beat by 30 by a, by a kind of a run-of-the-mill Pac-12 team. Pac-12 has taken over this tournament. Oregon's great. Oregon State's great. UCLA's great. USC's great. Okay, but four teams go to the Sweet 16. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing to the Big 12. The Big 12 likes to think of itself with along with the Big Ten, we're the best. We're the best in the land. ACC always thinks that. We're the best. The Big Twelve is sending one team to the to the to the uh, to the Sweet Sixteen. The 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 Big the, the Big Ten is sending one team. The ACC is sending Stephen, help me, Syracuse and Florida State. Florida State. Okay, so at least they got two. I mean, give them a pat on the rump for that. But the Pac-12 is sending four teams. We don't even watch the Pac-12. They play too late. We're just like, I mean, the only reason we like the Pac-12 is because Bill Walton's kind of funny. <laughs> That's right. They're just on at 11 p.m. and Bill Walton's just talking about, like, Chinese history or something while, yeah. while the game's on, which is great. It's a good time. Yeah, we have no problem with Chinese history. I'm all, I'm all about it. But, uh, Steve and I, I I'm, just, I'm just perplexed that they would go out there in, in, <clears throat> in the Big 12 perform like this. I mean, who... Who are who is the biggest letdown? Let's talk about the Big Twelve. I mean, I, I have a hard time getting on Kansas too bad, you know, because they weren't that great this year. They they were the the number two seed in the Big Twelve, but then they had COVID issues. So I'm not going to beat up on them too bad. I mean, I almost have to say the biggest failure. I mean, you have to say West Virginia yeah. as a three seed against eleven seed in Syracuse. Mm-hmm. 
That's a good. That's a stacked. That's a good West Virginia team. Deuce McBride's a great player. Matthews, good player. I mean, uh, Bridges, a really good player. That's a, that's a fine. I mean, Stephen, do do we not understand how to attack a zone? Golly, <laughs> well, this, this is the Bayheim special, which is just have a lackluster regular season and find a way to your, the second weekend as a double digit seed. But yeah, I think West Virginia. Uh, to me, the biggest disappointment is still Texas because they couldn't beat ACU. And a heck of a story by Abilene Christian. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, they didn't shoot the ball well that day. They still found a way to win. This is – I mean, and I hate saying it. Now, if Baylor does what they're expected to do, get to a Final Four, play a national championship game, I feel like a lot of it takes care of itself. But this is kind of who the Big 12 is. And, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but Texas Tech made the national title game, you know, the year before last. But generally – this conference, you know, we, we puff our chest out because we have teams that play 18 games and beat up on each other and, you know, have really good regular seasons and are all kind of stacked up together. But most of them are usually gone by the second weekend. I mean, you just don't see these teams go on deep runs. And that that's going to have to change if, you know, that respect level is going to go up a notch. But West Virginia losing to Cuse, um, that was unexcusable. I mean, I thought Tech hung in there with Arkansas – had some chances late, just couldn't convert on some shots. But I feel like Chris Beard got the most out of that team. It, it's it's some of these schools like West Virginia and Texas and even Kansas now to a certain extent that, that can't find ways to go deep and, and make these tournament runs like they used to. If, if you're a Texas fan, Stephen, and you're watching ACU go up against UCLA yesterday and just get, I mean, just punched. I mean, it's just like it was just like they hit him with instruments or something, you know. Just like here's an oboe over the head. Um, I, I okay, I'm out of, I'm all out of ACU jokes. Um, although that that I think that other day the contemporary worship Twitter joke still that thing still has legs in acapella. God, I love acapella. That's the one thing I almost thought about leaving the Baptist church to go to Church of Christ because when you hear a song in acapella, Stephen, like the old rugged cross, or maybe sing. Uh, What's that one that Pentatonix does? Hallelujah. That song, Hallelujah. I mean, that, 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 that one in acapella, that, that's, that'll make you go over to the Church of Christ. I had somebody tell me that the Church of Christ has gone contemporary. Now, I think that's just, there are different parts of the Church of Christ who have done that. Still, the old Church of Christ that I grew up knowing, that right down the street from where I grew up in Kaufman, the Church of Christ there, Still, Stephen, that's still a non-instrumental place. Okay, there, there, there's. I think some Church of Christ have allowed instruments in. But anyway, Stephen, if after you saw those those, I love those youngsters. Love the way they played. They had a, they had a kid named Reggie Miller that I liked a lot. But they went out there and and they just got obliterated by UCLA. You got to fire Shaka. I'm sorry. I mean, you, you know, you get beat by an ACU team. And I love it for ACU. Believe me, I almost went out and got the ACU ball cap. Right now I'm wearing a UMBC or a UBMC cap from a few years ago when they upset Virginia, the uh, University of Maryland-Baltimore County Retrievers. I'm still wearing that ball cap right now as we do this show because I love upsets. I love these upstart teams. I've got some new UNT gear mainly because Grant McCaslin sent me some. But I'm, I'm wearing this. I, I love upsets. But, Stephen, ACU turns around and then just gets run off the court. I mean, it's just like, hey, guys, great story. We love you. 
And UCLA's not that good. Let's not act like Mick Crone's a good coach, but UCLA's not stacked. Like if the Bears end up versus UCLA somehow, I don't even know if that can happen, I'd be like, yes, yes, let's go play. Hey, I feel like that way against Villanova right now. I mean, they may get beat. Villanova's good. Jay Wright's a great coach. But I feel like you, Villanova's a good matchup for Baylor. I feel like Baylor can, as long as they defend like they normally do, they can take down Villanova. I mean, they just run them out of the gym. I really think that can happen. But if you're the University of Texas and you get beat by ACU and then you watch ACU turn around and get beat by kind of a mid-level Pac-12 team, you got to say, if we care about basketball, which I'm not sure that they do, they've got to, they've got to let go of the Shaka era. And I, and I hate to say that because I like the man. I think he's a good person. I think at it, it, the right school, like where he came from, BCU, he's a great. He can be a really good coach. He can't. He's not getting it done at Texas. They don't run offense. They play pretty good defense. They get un- incredibly long, great athletes that are going to be in the NBA, and and then they go out and lay an egg in the first round of the NCAA tournament, lose to ACU. You got to make a move there if you care about basketball, which I don't know if they do. I mean, I, I at the end of the day. They, they'll fire a coach who underperforms in football. I think they are very hesitant to do that in basketball. You can let us know what you think. I mean, you might want to keep Shaka if you're a Texas fan. We have Longhorn fans out there. We love you. We love you guys. Aggies, we love you. I mean, I poke you with the, the sharp stick because I'm a Baylor guy. That's okay. We love you. 254-662-1660. Do you, would you, would you want to fire Shaka? Are you ready to move on? In Texas, you got you got Stark as the head football coach. Are you ready for a new basketball coach? Stephen, is it time for the end of the Shaka era? Or if you're Texas, would you reward them for a nice regular season and then winning the Big 12 tournament? Should you reward Shaka or should you fire him? No, I think you move on. I think you go ahead and fire him. I would put more stock in the Big 12 tournament title if that was a team that was kind of on the bubble and needed a run like that to get in. And then, okay, you lose in the first round as sort of an underseeded team. But when you're the favorite like that, I mean, the Big 12 tournament title is nice, but you, you won two games. I mean, essentially, because you, you got the bye. So you beat Oklahoma State, who was red hot, but they were playing, you know, their third game in three days. Um, and it, it was a nice little run, but ultimately, I, I just, they hired Shaka to get them to the place that Rick Barnes struggled to get them to, which was deep in the tournament, at least towards the tail end of his, his tenure there. And you're basically in the same place. You haven't won an NCAA tournament game since he got there. And you've, you've had talent. You've had teams that looked like they were poised to get victories. Um, but as you said, I think the question is, are, do you care about basketball? Do you want to invest in basketball? Or is basketball just something between football and baseball that yeah. kind of, you know, keeps people engaged. I just had this thought, Stephen. I think you'll like this. If they keep Shaka, it shows that they care more about women's basketball than men's basketball. And I think we would label that progress <laughs> for our society. In light of what's happened with the NCAA, wouldn't that be kind of refreshing? They keep Shaka. But they fire the women's coach to bring in Vic Schaefer. Now, they brought in a man, so maybe that messes it up. But you know what I'm saying? 
maybe maybe we can accuse Texas of caring more about women's basketball than they do about men's basketball. No, I, I like this take because a few <laughs> years ago, also a few years ago, Chris Del Conte went and got Mike White as their softball coach who won like multiple national titles at Oregon. UT had a, a couple of years where they're kind of slumping in softball and they just said, okay, we'll just go pay the, the best softball coach. So they went and got Mike White at Oregon and brought him down here and they've been playing better since. And yes, they go get Vic Shaver. So maybe this is... This is a sign of progress. They are investing in these in these uh, ladies' sports programs and kind of not allowing the status quo to just go on there. I'm giving you a raise. I'm going to talk to Gary Moss today for knowing the name of the University of Texas softball coach. That is that is worthy of a raise, Stephen. Congratulations. I've had to run a number of Baylor softball games, so yes, I, I have some knowledge. <laughs> What's our buddy's name? That does the Baylor softball games? The great Dan Ingham. That. Yeah, Dan's great. Ingham. I know he gets a little fired up at you at times, but Ingham is my guy from way back. One of those awful Baylor basketball scandals. Dan Ingham and I were on the scene together all those years ago. I feel like Dan's aged better than I do. He still kind of has that boyish look about him. I only have that boyish look, Stephen, in those in – those, uh, uh, tweets you send out, like those podcasts of the show, we still use. That picture is from like two weeks ago. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm, I'm at least, I'm probably about 28 in that picture. <laughs> I'm still in my 40s, though. I, I, I still, I think this long hair, though, Stephen, makes me look a little bit older, sadly. All right, um, it is time. Stephen, let's hear from Scott Drew, and let's let's do an investigation into what's going on with Matthew Meyer. A very interesting situation with Baylor's super sub, Matthew Meyer from Austin, Texas. That's all next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Look for a beautiful day today with mostly sunny skies. High temperatures top out at 77 degrees. Clear skies tonight. We drop to 52 and tomorrow partly to mostly cloudy skies developing. A slight chance of rain early, but a better chance Wednesday afternoon and evening with a high of 78. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Baylor Baseball, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears on the road tonight in Arlington to take on the UTA Mavericks. 6.15 for the warm-up show, 6.30 first pitch tonight for Baylor Bear Baseball. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense, plus to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs 
knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you've been missing, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and events for all interests. Members are raving about the wide open spaces and comfortable atmosphere. Contact April or Stephanie at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home today. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Ram Truck Month is back at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. Everyone knows Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority, and the deals don't get any better than during Ram Truck Month. During this event, qualified buyers get 0% for 84-month financing on any new Ram 1500 Crew Cab Lone Star. And if you need a heavy-duty Ram to get the job done, we've got that too. This is a limited-time event, so hurry into Cameron Autoplex. There's a reason why people say it's always friendlier and cheaper in Cameron. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Warren White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. Baylor Bears remain the only Big 12 team left in the NCAA tournament after OU's loss to Gonzaga 87-71 and Kansas falling to USC 85-51. The Bears will face Villanova in the Sweet 16 Saturday afternoon. Lady Bears continue their NCAA tournament tonight as the number two seed Lady Bears face off with number seven seed Virginia Tech. Tip is at six, and you can hear that game on 92.9 Shooter FM. Baylor softball tonight versus Sam Houston first pitch. 6:30. You can catch that game on 101.3 FM and Baylor baseball tonight versus UTA. First pitch at 6:30, and that game's on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB football coach Pete Fredenberg show tonight as well, starting at 6:30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. personal shows, singer-songwriter. Uh, we have uh, Baylor Lady Bear basketball talk coming up at 140. Bruce Geetson. Bruce does the play-by-play for the Lady Bears, and uh, you can hear him. They'll be on uh, 92.9 Shooter FM this evening, uh, 6 o'clock. That, that uh, pregame generally starts up about 5.30. But, uh, boy, Bruce and Maggie love hearing them. And they do a great job. So Bruce will be on with us. Uh, and uh, we'll kind of break this game down. I mean, Stephen, have you done your Virginia Tech? Have you done your Virginia Tech research yet? I mean, have you been digging in? We know what the Lady Hokies. I mean, I always think the Lady Bears are just going to take care of business. 
I mean, I'm hoping for another 30, 40 point win. But you never know. I mean, you cannot take, you got to take everybody seriously. And I'm telling you, the ACC produces some really good women's basketball. NC State's always been good. Duke kind of decided not to play this year. They just said, no, we're going to take the year off. They're usually actually pretty good. Uh, UNC's been good in the past. But uh, I'm just saying, Stephen, you never want to sleep on the ACC women's basketball. That's a good brand of basketball. It is, and I know they have a good post player that we we talked about earlier, Elizabeth Kitley, uh, who's averaging oh yeah around twenty points a game. Um, Kitley, so that'll be a challenge, and they got some some good three point shooters that you know she can kick out to, uh, and it, it will be a test. But you're right; it just feels like this is kind of the monster Kimulki created, where we just expect oh yes, yeah, so round the thirty two matchup that'll be that'll be simple. They'll just walk through that into the next next round next weekend and. Um, could could be a big test tonight, though, with an ACC team who's certainly seen you know their share of, of good basketball this year. All right, we uh, we have uh, looked at something, Stephen. I, I think we ought to do this real quick. I a Matt Meyer investigation. Matthew Meyer, Baylor's a super sub, came in the other night, had like seventeen points the other afternoon, um, and uh, as uh, the Bears took down Wisconsin, and he just. He just really, they couldn't solve him. He's too big. He blocks shots. He, he's a playmaker. Sometimes you're like, oh, my, Matthew Myers dribbling too much, this or that. But you, you trade the bad for the good because the good outweighs the bad. And he's the one who had the, uh, he, broke, he broke them down off the dribble and then threw it up to Vital for the one-handed alley-oop. And then Vital kind of looked at his hand. <laughs> I love the run back down the court. Stephen, we may... Later today, uh, be able to record with uh, a, a member of the Bears. Uh, the other news, by the way, big news out of Baylor is uh, uh, t- the Naismith, the the best defensive players of the year came out, and Davion Mitchell was on the list. I kind of wanted Vital to be on there. He's going to be mad, which is good. I always like it when he's mad. He plays even better. But Mitchell, um, <clears throat> there was, uh, oh, the guy from USC. Mobley, Stephen. I like the fact that um, you know the 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 two of the best players for USC. Well, the best player is Evan Mobley, the freshman who might be number one overall in the NBA draft. At least he'll be in the top three. And then his brother Isaiah Mobley, who's actually a year older than him, is like a six ten guy that can hit threes. So you got Isaiah Mobley and Evan Mobley. And about two two years ago, Stephen, uh, two about three years ago, um, they decided to hire an AAU basketball coach in the area by the name of wait for it eric mobley yeah that's their dad that's the mobley's dad steven i call that smart i call that being a smart basketball coach <laughs> yeah they were uh, <laughs> at usc andy enfield was on the hot seat for a little while and i guess that was uh his his future investment so good for him he yeah. made that move and now they're in the sweet 16 Happened many years ago. Ed Manning was hired at Kansas. Golly, who was coaching in Kansas at the time? Would that have been Roy? That was pre-Roy. Anyway, um, Kansas has had some great teams. I can't remember. I can't think of the coach before Roy Williams at Kansas. Anyway, they got they got Ed Manning there, and then Danny Manning came, and they won a national title against. Uh, Stacy King and Mookie Blaylock and uh, of, of OU fame, and that was a great one. That was a great one back in the old Big Eight days. Okay, um, 
So, Stephen, what is this thing about Matthew Meyer? Now, this is really interesting. This was something that got out there. I think Jackson Moffitt had something to do with it, and they went around basically asking the question, who on the Baylor team would you not let your daughter marry? Who or was it Stephen? Was it date? It, yeah, it was date. So this is Jackson yeah. Moffitt, his TikTok account. He put out a okay. video um, yeah. where he asked the Baylor players, "Hey, you know, who would you not let your daughter date on the team?" And and here here were some of the responses. Who on the team would you not let your daughter date? Baylor edition. Who on the team would you not let your daughter date? Um, Matthew Meyer for sure. Who on the team would you not let your daughter date? Probably be uh, my man Matt right here. <laughs> <laughs> Who on the team would you not let your daughter date? Matt. One. What show not Matt? Look at him. No. Matt. 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 Liar 100%. One. <laughs> All right. So that, I mean, it was, it was a little garbled there at the end, but I mean, who would you not let your daughter date? And Jackson must have been the filmmaker here. And he went around. Jared Butler was the first one. I believe Adam Flagler was the second one. And, and Vital immediately said, oh, Matt, for sure. <laughs> Matt Meyer, for sure. And I think at some point they asked, why? Why would you not? And what was the answer, Stephen? I it's couldn't a, really hear yeah, it. Mark Vital said, just look at him. That was, that was his <laughs> response. <laughs> Meyer, for people that haven't been watching, has grown out this huge mullet. And so mm-hmm. has Jackson Moffat, for that matter. And and Flagler looked like he was he was asked why too, and he looked like he was going to say something, and then he just kind of pivoted and said, "Oh, I don't know." So, <laughs> oh, Flagler? No, I thought Flagler said Meyer. Yeah, no, he, he, no, yes, I'm sorry, he said Meyer. I said when they asked him about the reason why, oh. he looked like he was going to say something, and then he decided not to, and just said, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> but <laughs> Matt Meyer went on uh, Big Twelve Now on Sirius XM Radio yesterday, and here was here was his response to, or here was the exchange with Gabe Eichert on this uh, on this issue. A, a friend of mine sent me one of one of Jackson's TikToks where he is asking oh your teammates. <laughs> What player would they not let their daughter date? And unfortunately, a hundred percent of the answers were you. What, what's going on with that, man? What What do your teammates have against you? Well, I want to put a disclaimer on there saying that there are only three single guys on the team, so it was, I had a thirty-three percent chance of getting the answer. And then, and then Jonathan, he he doesn't ever leave the gym, so there's no way he can just like. No, John was automatically out. So now it's just between me and Maceo. And Maceo's, you know, he's a good-looking guy. Don't get me wrong. But, um, I mean, he doesn't really talk, like, to any of us outside. <laughs> like, he, he, like, hangs with us all the time during basketball. But then as soon as he goes home, it's like we don't hear from him. So I think they just picked me just because I'm always just like, you know, just – I think it's more of a joke, you know. I'm really a great guy, so. <laughs> I like that. I'm really a great guy. Matt's like, you should let your daughter date me. I'm really a great guy. <laughs> oh, I like that. Right there at the end there, Stephen. That is good stuff. The Bears. The Bears. That That's a good investigation, Stephen. Kind of looking into that. Jackson Moffitt. And I, I think I've said this before on the show. Um Moffitt's a kid I like a lot, even just if I, if I didn't have some connection to him. But 
because he's a great kid, and he, he's the one that's like giving his testimony after games and just really uh, open with his faith and, and a neat guy. I mean, I just think the players love him, and, and even though he doesn't get to play a lot, I think he's a huge part of the team. And his mom was in my class at Baylor, uh, Cammy Carlson, and, uh, and she, uh, she was great and just an awesome girl at Baylor, and uh, I believe she was a, a pie-fi, if I remember that correctly. She ran around with a girl named Kelly George, and they were inseparable and really good pals. And, um, in fact, I think my buddy Stan may have dated Cammie at one point. It was a little over – that was over Stan's head. I mean, she was a very attractive young woman. Anyway, that's Jackson's mom. Cammie is Jackson's mom. And I when I found out that Cammie Carlson had a son at Baylor, I thought, my Gosh, how old are we? I mean, I, that just cannot, that doesn't make sense. So anyway, Cammie must have had him very young, and, and uh, that's how that all happened. But uh, but it's very, uh, very cool, and he's a great kid. And uh, I like that he kind of is a roving reporter when he's not, you know, playing. I think, I think he was a great high school player. I mean, I think some of these walk-ons, like Patterson seems like kind of just a funny kid who's just around for the jokes. But <laughs> he, Stephen, every time play. they put him... Yeah, every time they put him in at the end, have you noticed to like go for a reverse layup? Yes. He's got this that goofy headband. I think he, in that uh, K State game, he had like a almost had a chase down block. I think they called a foul on him, but <laughs> he was he was there to to get some minutes in. Uh, yeah, this was really funny, and Moffitt it's it's a great little video. But uh, I don't know, Meyer does kind of have that. You can't really put your finger on it, but it's just sort of like, what's going on with this guy? He's great. He's a great basketball player. He's incredibly confident. Love watching him play. But you're just sort of like, really, this dude? Um, he's he's a fun he's a funny guy to have around. I'm sure. I'm. A, are, are you a little scared of what it would look like for Matt Matthew Byer to be the number one option on a team? Like I, I, he's he's such a great player and. And I, you know, I I get it that he'll probably start next season. Now they're bringing in a, they they've got a guy coming in. Who's that kid, Stephen? Kendall from, Brown. Uh, Kendall, yeah, that guy could come in and play immediately. I think he's really really good. He's like a six seven combo guard. He could play the point actually. So I mean, he's good. But Meyer is very, you know, he can do everything. Can guard every position. Can play forward, but could almost play the two guard if you needed him to. So he's probably going to start next year with Flagler. Uh, Chamwa Chachua will be back. I mean, but isn't it funny, Stephen, to imagine him as a starter getting like huge minutes? Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think he'll be great. It's just funny to think of him. We always think of him as a guy that you put out there and you kind of see how he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now they've gotten to the point where they let him play through some mistakes. So he now he's playing like 20, 20 minutes a game at least. It, but I'm it, just it's it's funny to imagine him as a full time starter who who plays thirty minutes a game. It, it will be strange to see him not be like the off the bench heat check guy anymore, and and be somebody who's coming in to give you big time minutes at the point guard position. But um, he's he's got all the skills in the world. And now the pro- the problem, Stephen, is. It's a good problem to have. But if they go to the Final Four and go all the way and play in the national title game, you realize that 
this guy's going to come in and he's going to hit threes and he's going to do crazy dunks and he's going to be awesome and he's going to get drafted in the first round. You realize that? Like he, <laughs> I want him to come back and be a starter, but he he's he's got enough skill. He's that, yeah, he's he's yeah. The, he's the most NBA guy. You said that before. He's the most NBA kind of skilled guy on that team. At least as far as like the modern NBA, what you would want, a checklist. I think Davion's kind of creeping in there with his ability to shoot and the way he locks people down. But, I mean, Matt with the size and the shooting and the the passing, like he, he's a potential first-round dude for sure. He's the most Michael Porter Jr. type that they have. And Michael Porter Jr. has come into his own at, at, with the Nuggets. And, I mean, I know you know this, Stephen, but for people that don't know, 6'10", can take people off the dribble and is an unbelievable three point shooter. Now he's not he's not that level, but I'm just saying he's kind of that that would be his ceiling is somebody like that, like a Michael Porter Jr. Uh, all right, we've got Bruce Geetson, the voice of the Lady Bears, and uh, he is next. Baylor basketball from the NCAA tournament on ESPN Central Texas. The top seed Bears advance to a Sweet 16 matchup with Villanova Saturday in Indianapolis. 3.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 4.15 tip-off Saturday. Baylor basketball with Pat and John from the NCAA tournament. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier break room vending service provider. Automatic Chef offers micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch, and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments, innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a break room that fits your specific needs. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their break room needs. Automatic Chef Canteen, 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco, and online at automaticchefcanteen.com. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based upon what it takes to help your company win. That's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflow and allowing you to better communicate within your organization and with your customers. Make your championship decision today with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com or call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. 
So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Glenn Stretch Smith, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. Baylor Bears remain the only Big 12 team left in the NCAA tournament after OU's loss to Gonzaga 87-71 and Kansas falling to USC 85-51. The Bears will face Villanova in the Sweet 16 Saturday afternoon. Lady Bears continue their NCAA tournament tonight as the number two seed Lady Bears face off with number seven seed Virginia Tech. Tip is at six, and you can hear that game on 92.9 Shooter FM. Baylor softball tonight versus Sam Houston first pitch. 6:30. You can catch that game on 101.3 FM and Baylor baseball tonight versus UTA. First pitch at 6:30, and that game's on ESPN Central Texas. UMHB football coach Pete Fredenberg show tonight as well, starting at 6:30 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. It is your old friend Matt Mosley with Stephen Simcox. We are joined now by the voice of the Lady Bears. It is uh, Bruce Geetson. And uh, Bruce is, uh, boy, in route to the Alamo City. Lots going on there. Bruce, welcome uh, to the Matt Mosley Show. Always love hearing you and listening to you, and now get a chance to, to visit with you. I just feel like uh, Barfield, he, he kind of hogs you a little bit. It was time for me to get to visit with Bruce Geetson. What, uh, right. how, have, how have you enjoyed your San Antonio experience, and what do you think this, uh, uh, this is going to be an interesting venue tonight? Over, uh, I believe you're over at, uh, there's, there have been, boy, I've, I've seen games at Texas State down in San Marcos. I've seen them at, uh, other venues, St. Mary's is kind of a cool venue. What do you what do you think of some of these uh, places as you've made your way around San Antonio? Oh no! Oh no, Steven. Oh okay, all right. So Let me call him back. Well, goodness gracious, that sound! That's just such an awful sound to hear. Bruce Geetson, the voice of the Lady Bears, we gave him a nice intro. He may have gone into a low area there. On Why did 35. you just immediately pin him down like that? With what? What did I pin With him such down a hard on? question. I know. I, I thought we were doing so well. You think he hung up? He just got angry. Oh, Bruce Geetson. Come on. Come on. Let's see if we can get him back, Steven. I mean, I would hate to have to to try to examine this game on my own with just my my basketball knowledge. But uh, we'll get Bruce back on. Steven's endeavoring to do Bruce that. Bruce is back with speak. us, Matt. 
Bruce, I'm sorry. I, maybe I'll ask you a different question if you prefer. We lost no, you there. No, it wasn't it may the be... question, Matt. It wasn't the question. I promise. <laughs> we, we, we are looking forward to uh, to go in the arena. We've heard good things about it at St. Mary's and going from half of the Alamo Dome to uh, something Ooh. more reasonable. I think this arena seats about 36, 3,800 people, and we're hoping we're going to be close to the action at the Alamo Dome. We were pretty far up. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, it's harder to see the numbers from, uh, on the, on the players' uniforms from 150 yards away. So, <laughs> well, I've been in that Alamo dome for different reasons for not only basketball back when they played the final four, um, uh, men's tournament when Kansas won it over, uh, John Calipari's Memphis team, but for when the Cowboys used to train there, Bruce, and that place is not right. the most well-lit building in the world. So I, I do think it'll be fun to be at that. However you said, Gree or uh, that's that'll be a fun. I think it'll be a fun atmosphere. Now, Bruce, can you think the fans uh, the, now the men's side have been allowing like twenty-two percent, which is a weird number to come up with uh, capacity. What have the crowds been like at, at the, at least that first game you did? And what are you expecting this evening? You think some, uh, you think some lady bears, uh, fans will be able to get into the building? Well, Matt, uh, right now the NCAA is not selling tickets until you get to the sweet 16 for the women's ah. tournament. And so only people who are in are friends and family of, uh, the player list, you know, the players get six uh, tickets per, uh, per person. And, that's the uh, that's the limit that they've gotten. So we had maybe 150 fans at the in the Alamo Dome the other day, and won't be much more than that here. And of course, your staff and managers and all that. So, but once Sweet 16 gets here and we get back at the Alamo Dome, I think you're going to see. I think the, they're doing 17 uh, percent of capacity that you can buy tickets, and so the public can get tickets. They can go online, the NCAA's website, and uh, try to get tickets. I'm 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 going to be the first one on there, Bruce. Thanks for updating us on that. That is uh, that's another inequity, I would say, because it does seem like we're getting some fans into the Benz tournament. Bruce Geetson joining us, the voice of the Lady Bears. He'll be calling that game against Virginia Tech, six o'clock tonight, ESPN two. But you want to listen to Bruce on uh, Shooter ninety two nine Shooter FM. Uh, you can hear he and uh, Maggie Davis Stinnett. So uh, that's going to be fun. Bruce, have you had a peek? Um, have you had a peek at the new weight rooms down there? Okay, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> uh, well, we, we, in, the NCAA is not allowing broadcasters inside the bubble, so that's a controlled right. environment. So we we come down and do the games and uh, and head back home, and, and yeah. we're not allowed to be close to the team. We're doing all our interviews for the pregame show and postgame. We do those by phone or on Zoom, and so it's easy to feel a little bit detached from the action, but it, it is what it is. I mean, you can see what happens if you have one positive test. Uh, a, team's, uh, a team's season can be over. Of course, we don't want that to happen. So I didn't get a chance to look in the white rooms, you know, and uh, I understand the food is just so-so. And But, you know, I was impressed the other day when the Lady Bears were talking about that and they were being asked in the media, yeah. uh, in the pressers, and they were saying, you know, we're here to play basketball and continue the journey and win a championship. We're grateful for whatever we can get. They took the high road on that, and I thought that was mm-hmm. that was pretty impressive to see that happen. So, Well, just Bruce, get your lifting in in Central Texas and then, you know, head on in to, head on into San Antonio. You, won't, you don't need to. You, you've got great facilities uh, all around town there. Now, let's talk about this matchup a little bit. What have you been able to gather? Steven Simcox has been telling, he's been talking about this post player for Virginia Tech, uh, and uh, Elizabeth is her first name, and uh, Kitley, I believe it is. Kitley, And yep. uh, put, Kitley. puts up some, 
Yeah, puts up some big numbers. What are you? Uh, what have you learned about her and the rest of this Hokies team? Because this is uh, uh, Virginia Tech comes from a conference. They play some excellent women's basketball, and though at least one of their powers shut it down this year, still they've got some really good teams from that conference. What do you? What do you? Uh, what do you think we should expect this evening? Well, they were 8-8 eight and eight in the conference, which, uh, you know, wasn't bad, not great, but it is a tough conference. They're 15-9 and nine on the year. And you talk about Kidley. She's a 6'5 sophomore, and she likes to play uh, not just posting up with back to the basket. She likes to play facing the basket. She can hit the jumper. It's a little bit different from a lot of the post players that we've seen, especially in the Big 12. So and Queen Eggbo will start on her and, and uh, try to hold her down a little bit. She's uh, averaging 18.7 points per game and uh, more than 10 rebounds. First team all uh, ACC, second best scorer in that conference. And uh, so, uh, you know, she can play, but I don't know if they've seen much defense like, like the Lady Bears defense. And then the other thing that they do really well, they're pretty good at shooting the threes, especially uh, one of their guards, a 5'9 grad senior, Asia Shepard. She's also averaging more than 17 points per game. She's hit 85 three-pointers this year, and that's up there in the national rankings. To put mm. that in perspective, Lady Bears, their top three three-point getters, uh, Carrington, Andrews, and uh, and Moon, don't have 80s. Don't have as many threes as uh, as Shepard has. Of course, the Lady Bears play a different kind of game. They play uh, outside in, you know, and, and a lot of post players. So. You get the perimeter defense from Baylor, and you get the Egbo and Alyssa Smith on Kitley, you know, and hopefully that's a big recipe for success. I don't expect a 50-point win tonight, but I do think the Lady Bears are going to win. Bruce Geetson, um, and uh, will be on the call tonight, 6 o'clock, and you can hear him uh, on Shooter FM, 92.9 Shooter FM. You know, I love the other day, though, you talked about uh, Lady Bears do like to get it inside, and I like the way Queens, I mean, she's come on strong late in this season. She's added some more scoring, uh, which is helpful, because I, you know, Bruce, you've seen these teams over the years. It, it's sort of in the DNA of this program to have these post players who can get it done. Now, Nalissa's a little different because she can slash and she can post up if she needs to, but she kind of likes to start from outside. So she's not your. She it's not like uh, uh, you know what Lauren was doing, and you know, and some of the players over the years. Uh, I mean, it's just Kalani was great at it, and, and I love the presence that Queen has had lately. But the other day, Bruce Moon getting cooking early. With a three, I mean, this is a, this is a young lady that came coming from. She was a prolific scorer in high school, and she doesn't take a ton of threes. But I thought, I mean, getting those three three pointers off early and connecting on those, uh, Bruce, that that's a different facet of the team. I know Bruce and boy Howler got mad at me recently when I said they didn't shoot it much from the outside. And Dejanay and Moon can certainly do that. But but I do love when they get going early from out there. How do you did, – did, did you find – did you have a similar thought, Bruce, when you see them connect early on a couple of those threes? Do you think it opens things up a little bit? I think it's all about confidence. And uh, Moon you know, told us when you get started like that and you hit one shot and you get some confidence, then she hit a second one and the confidence is really overflowing. And then she got the third one and, and I asked Coach Mokey, I said, do you run plays early on for players to try to get that going? It depends on the game. Sometimes she does, but the game situation can dictate that. And we've seen players hit a shot early on and then not make another basket, but that was good for Moon. 
she her money shots at 12 to 15 foot shot from around the free throw line coming around her screen. But when she hits those threes, that was a great sign. And Matt, when you think about it, that was her first start in an NCAA playoff game. And uh, she got a career high 24 and she made, mm. made that payoff. So, I think one of the keys to the Lady Bears' success in this, uh, in the, hopefully the next five games of this tournament, is uh, either Moon or Dijonay uh, hitting some threes from outside and opening things up, getting some spacing inside. Uh, well, you know, it's a- you talked a little bit about Virginia Tech. There's, there's one stat in doing my research on them that stuck out at me. Uh, they jumped at me because, you know, you think uh, how good are these guys really, and do you really know? But they beat North Carolina State. They played the North Carolina State three times and had a, a, a really close game twice. In fact, one time they beat North Carolina State when uh, they were unbeaten. And it was mm. the first time in uh, 44 games that, that uh, Virginia Tech had uh, won a game against a top-four team. But North Carolina State, they went into overtime, and in the extra five minutes, Virginia Tech, scored 26 points in those five minutes. You put That's an NCAA record. You put that in perspective, if they did that over the course of an entire game, they'd score more than 200 points. And it's, it just tells you that they can light it up on, on yeah. offense if they get hot from the perimeter. So the perimeter defense is going to be a key tonight. Let's put Dee Dee on Shepard and kind of lock her down. And uh, and, and it, we, uh, Baylor has a lot of, uh, as you know, uh, they, you know they have they have great uh, versatility on the perimeter. Uh, Bruce, just don't let anybody start any overrated chance, okay? This evening, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Vic hey, Schaefer still upset about you, that. Matt. Yeah, I got a question for you. Do you know okay. what a hokey is? Hmm. I used to, it's okay if I'm you a, don't because I didn't before today either. I looked it up. Yeah, a, I always thought a hokey was a something. Bird. A bird, really? Yeah, it's actually a turkey type of turkey. And a long time ago, Virginia Tech used to be called the Gobblers. And they changed <laughs> it to uh, the Hokies. <laughs> they just thought the Hokies sounded so much better than the Gobblers. I like that. So, oh, my God. That's good, that's good knowledge because, yeah, I've always th- – Thought of them as the Hokies and never thought to look that up. What is a Hokie? But I'm glad you did it. So, do they have a mascot? Is it? Do they call it like the Hokie? What does their mascot look like? Do we know? It's the Hokie. It's the Hokie bird. It looks like a big, you know, uh, not big bird, but it's a big, big, big bird. Uh, and I don't know. I guess in a cartoon type way, you could look at it as like a turkey. But they're very proud of it. Now they say Hokies are good Virginia Tech fans. That's their definition of a Hokie. So okay, they got I a got long you. tradition of uh, good sports, and I just I didn't know when I looked that up today, and I thought I wonder if Matt knows that. So <laughs> yeah, you were correct. In, in most questions, that that would be the answer. Mosley does not know the answer to it, so uh, you you could stump me pretty easily, Bruce. But I uh, I appreciate it, buddy. And there's about two. I think there's at least two Buckies on your route from Waco. Uh, to San Antonio, so you're always you're in right. good stead there. I usually get the sharp cheddar, uh, get some of those uh, pre-sliced sharp cheddar uh, uh, cheese, and then I'll put that with some summer sausage or some jerky. I like the teriyaki jersey or the bohemian jerky, and uh, and that really kind of keeps me going on a trip. Maybe get a big, old, big, huge Diet Coke, and uh, that's the way I get down the, the road. So, Bruce, that's that's my advice to you. I'm taking notes there, Matt. 
<laughs> All right, Bruce, I appreciate it. Great to have you on, and you uh, can't wait to hear you tonight. Tune in at 5.30, and then uh, Lady Bears, uh, second against Virginia Tech, season number seven, uh, Sikkim Bears. There he goes, Bruce Geetson, the Baylor, uh, voice of the Baylor Lady Bears. You'll hear him tonight on uh, Shooter 92.9 FM. All right, that's all the time we have. we got to go. And uh, we appreciate everybody who's been a part of this. Stephen Simcox has done great work, as always. And we will have uh, John Morris. John Morris, uh, who is getting ready for a big Sweet 16 matchup for Villanova. I'm sure he'll talk to the Villanova play-by-play people this week. John Morris from 2-3. to three. Glenn Stretch-Smith, 3-4. to four. And then game time with Tommy Barfield, 4-6. to six. It's all coming up next.